Hello, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you seriously never saw Thelma and Louise, or... Come on, you never watched Memories of Murder, or... How have you not seen The Taking of Pelham 123? Again, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen? I am your co-host, Caroline Thompson. I am your co-host, Carson Betts. And this is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where each week we pick one of our favorite movies that the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. Then we go and watch the film. And we talk about it some more. It's going to be a real good time. Oh, yeah. So, Carson. Yes. Let's just jump on into it. How have you not seen the taking of Pella one, two, three? Uh, this is a carpenter, yeah. No. No. Nope. No. I think I think you're I'm thinking, thinking of Assault on Precinct 13. 13. Okay, another movie yes. I have not seen. Um oh, that one's good. You should watch that. Okay, I'll have to watch that. Um ooh, um, you know, I don't think that there's a good story to this, other than the fact that until about just probably i don't know probably just pre-2020 like 2019 maybe i definitely didn't realize that the remake of this movie was a remake oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. who's the lead in that is it is it denzel it's denzel and john travolta is it denzel and john travolta okay okay yeah. okay yeah so like i definitely until not unrecently thought that it this was just a like random like late summer thriller that came out in like 2010. Uh, so whenever people would talk about like, oh, the taking of Pelham 123, I'd be like, is that a movie? Is that like a real thing? Do I have to go back and watch that movie? Like, isn't that like the equalizer? Like, isn't that kind of trashy? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, yeah, I've never, I've never seen that. I, I didn't realize it was like a, a fucking Titanic movie in film history until very recently. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, well then that having been said, uh, what do you know about this film? This is a movie about this. This is, this is kind of a heat, right? This is a, there's some cops, there's some criminals. Yes. Yep. And it's, and it's, I would assume it's the Travolta and Denzel parts where it's like, there is a detective who is on, I think he's what is it's, he's primarily on the phone, right? With a criminal that has taken a subway car in new york is that it yep that is it okay so it's a criminal has taken a subway car in new york hostage i would assume he is he or the group of people he is with are asking for some demands yes as kidnappers often do um and is on the phone with a detective or a cop or a hostage hostage negotiator um and uh, drama ensues i would imagine yeah yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah. That is that is the basic premise. I think that's about all I know. Okay, awesome. Do you know any of the cast of this film? Oh god. Um for some reason, I want to say this is a Paul Newman. 
that is not else? correct. No, that is not correct. Is not too correct. late. Too late for Paul Newman. This is. Yeah, I feel like no. Then I don't think I do. Okay, cool. Um, so the two main your your uh your Denzel and your Travolta's, as it were. Um, it's uh Walter Matthau. Okay. And then um Robert Shaw. If you're familiar, okay. uh, yeah, I know, yeah. I know Bobby Shaw. Yeah, and I've yeah. not seen Robert Shaw in a bunch of stuff, but I know, I know Robert Shaw. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, they are they are the the main cop and the main criminal, respectively. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a few other a few other like names in here. Um, Martin Balsam, who you probably don't know by name, but is the detective in Psycho. Oh, okay. And is in Twelve Angry Men, Old okay. President's Men, um, a bunch of bunch of other stuff like that. Um, he's one of the one of the main guys as well um and then a few other like faces you would you would recognize sprinkled sprinkled in through here and there but those are those are the main three top three build actors and also the probably the three most famous people in the film you're de niro um, you're pacino and you're uh uh not a va- va- val, val, val and your val yeah yeah no uh i guess i guess you could call it that um well wonderful well if that's everything you know are you ready to get into our little game for the week oh hell yeah yeah absolutely so we are going to be playing another rousing game of untitled letterboxd game it's the best game it's the best game you know why this is the best game because it's really like ridiculously hard yeah and people are fucking unhinged and they say (laughs) people are so unhinged (laughs) here's the thing about the internet is that you're allowed to say anything you want on it yes honestly i do i do uh Someday we should play this game where we do, I mean, we don't really, and I kind of take pride in the fact that we don't really like hate watch anything because mm-hmm. like, that's kind of like boring and cheap. And like, why do that when there are so many good movies we could be watching? Um, yeah. But someday I would love to do a five-star version of this game. Oh. Or a film that is notoriously relatively bad. Oh, uh, fuck, that would be fun. And just see like the the unhinged five star reviews for um for something that maybe shouldn't be that high. I will say I have occasionally gone in Letterboxd and looked at a, like done that like I did that I did that with Black Adam when I watched Black Adam I was like who was writing the five star reviews? And every time I do that for a movie, if it's a big Hollywood movie, all the five stars are usually these weird like stan accounts for whoever the star is. Like Black mm. Adam, it was a lot of people talking about just how sexy they thought Dwayne the Rock Johnson is, which is weird because he looks—he's the he looks least, funny. He's like—he looks kind of weird. He looks like a, like a statue. Yeah, in all the movies, Dwayne Johnson has gotten so big he has ceased to be like an option sexually. You would have to climb him. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, go on. Let's play the game. All right. So, um, the first film, uh, first review. Uh oh wow, this was from just the other day. Uh rated mm-hmm. February 8th, 2023. One star. The poster is so good. Mm-hmm. And main actor is so good. And then everything is so boomer, so boring, and so full of plot holes. Poster is good, the actor is good, and then everything is boring and full of plot holes. Okay, okay. Uh the next one. Um Movie number two, half star from uh, rated the 6th of April, 2022. Okay. Though its cast is great, its story interesting, if rather bare in plot, its story flow masterful, its script funny, and its ending probably the best of all time. 
The film is unfortunately the most profane piece of 70s cinema I've ever seen. Rating F. Okay, all right, okay. The fuck? Okay, yeah. Um, the third and final review rated one star. Uh review written the 2nd of August 2022. Worse than Attack of the Clones and one of my least all-time favorite movies. All-time least favorite movies. I read that wrong. Oh my god. Okay. I'm feeling my thought process is that it, I feel like it's the middle one is Assault from Precinct 13. I could imagine a a gritty new Hollywood detective drama about a kidnapper criminal would be the kind of thing that is very profane. And that does seem like the kind of thing that some pretentious snob on Letterboxd would say about it. Like, I loved every part of it except for the swears. Um, what the fuck are the other two? Can you read me the first one again? Yes, the first one again. The poster is so good. And main actor is so good. And then everything is so boomer, so boring, so full of plot holes. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the first one is Serpico. Okay. And I'm going to say, God, the third one. I have no idea. Um, The third one is, no fucking way it's American Graffiti, is it? I'm going to say that. That's the best thing I could think of. Okay. Because the Attack of the Clones reference is probably not that, but that's what I'm going to say. Well, you got one of the three correct. Oh? But good news is that you did correctly identify these... Um, uh, the taking yeah. of felon one two three. Fuck yeah, bring it home. So you win. The oh, other yeah. two, and I'm going to tell you what the other two are, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see if you can guess the thread. Okay. Which will give you kind of a hint about something we will probably be talking about this movie. The first one is Tar Todd Field's 2022 <laughs> film. Hey. And the third one is Star Wars. The Force Awakens. What? Think what? about our conversation about Force Awakens and think about our conversations about Tar that you and I have had. And what do they have in common? Uh, we wish the main character was real. <laughs> <laughs> um, what the fuck? Um, like, is it about how like artists need to be constrained sometimes? No. No, it's it's um, less intense than that. I am so I have no fucking idea. My brain is not working on this. What no, is the? It's just those are both films that we have talked at length about uh-huh. our opinions on the uh-huh. final shot. Oh, so, yeah. There was no way you were going to get it, but I thought you could at least I thought you would at least get the get the film correct. Fuck, and that's true. Did. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. That is true. I've we have talked a lot about that final shot in Tar. So good. I'm so glad you finally saw Tar. Um, so the final shot in this one's pretty good, huh? Or bad. What are the two? Could be or like really Force Awakens. That was could a, be a, ter- a terrible drone shot. Who's to say? <laughs> it could be a horrible drone shot. Oh, um, oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm fascinated now. I'm really excited to see this movie. All right. Well, if if that's the case, are you ready to go watch the Taking of Pelham One Two Three? Yes. And we are back. 
We're back. Chugga chugga choo choo. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. It's not that kind of train, but it is a train. Correct. Yes. I was going to say, yeah. more like third rail go burr. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> rail go burr. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, it's much to the, uh, much to the dismay slash convenience of, of Robert Shaw. I am, I am oh. so afraid. I'm so sorry. This, but I, if, if we were talking about how like afraid I am of the concept of the third rail, no, we haven't. It fucking terrifies me. I mean, like, I am not from a city that has, you know, rail-based public transportation. Um, yeah, even I thought so, that like, your city has literally any, and it, I was stunned. Oh, yeah, we do. Actually, the, the stuff we do have is pretty good. Just, you know, like every city in America, we don't have enough of it. Uh, but yeah, like any time I've been to New York or like D.C. or I was in Seattle uh, last year, like any city that has kind of a decent underground, I am, I don't know. That, like there's something about the idea of falling down there and it being so dark that you can't see. And like there's a few lines of metal on the ground and like two of them are fine and one of them will murder you instantly. That I don't know. It really kind of puts me off. So when he did that in this movie, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it, yeah, it got me. It's big time. <laughs> that having been said, Carson. Yeah. Real quick, just right off the top of your head, what did you yeah. think of the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3? Oh it's, oh, it's a fucking banger. It's like such a, like, I, I was looking at the Wikipedia page and it says that this, uh, the critics' consensus on this movie on Rotten Tomatoes is 100%. And I'm like, correct. finally something correct. Like, who's, what, who has a problem with this movie? It's so solid, you know? No, 100%. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but 100%. Well, well, awesome. So, um, yeah, so talk to me. Talk to me about your thoughts on this can, film. Can I, can I, have, I have like one take about this movie, and I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. That I, I love. This movie is so, like, obviously it works as just a rock solid, like, pot boiler, just thriller, just large scale, the the spectacle of it, all the the, the huge cast. And stopping the subway train and and as the, the story unraveling is very good. But also, this movie is so fucking funny. Yes. <laughs> and it's so, it like, it's satire is at times like two degrees off that of like Mel Brooks. Like, it goes so broad sometimes. And I love how like every single character, like the mood for most of the movie is is not like, Oh no, fuck, people are gonna die. It's like, ah, my fucking cock's gonna be late. Motherfucker. Like everyone's just so like everyone's not mad or scared. They're just highly annoyed about the situation at hand at all times. And that aspect of it really, oh God, I think it's so funny. It it just it made me laugh so so often throughout the movie. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, think there's, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there um, yeah. with what you said, which yeah. I think really kind of leads me to some of my amorphous take, like pseudo connected takes on the film. But yes, because yeah. I think I think that one thing that gets talked about this movie a lot is like, wow, really straightforward, get in, get out, thrill mm. ride. That's also pretty like light and funny. I mean- the thing, the 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 critics' consensus, uh, the one hundred percent critics' consensus, which is only taken from forty three reviews, but still, yeah, um, breezy, thrilling, and quite funny. Like that's how it that's how yeah. it opens, and it's just the taking of Pelham one two three sees Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw pitted against each other in effortlessly high form, and it's it's it is so talked about how this film is 
like it is it's it's very thrilling it's very well constructed it's very like like a nice like clear domino cause and effect that takes Mm -hmm. you from the beginning to the end it all makes sense it's all wrapped up very very nicely but i also think like kind of like what you're talking about like there is a lot of satire in here Mm -hmm. and there is a lot of like this is one of those films that I struggle with. I'm just like, I'm just like, ooh, is this intentional on the part of the film? Yes, yes. Or is this something that like, like, am I, my, the the things that this film kind of illuminates to me mm-hmm. about 1970s America, 1970s New York, mm-hmm. are these things statements that the film is making or is this a, cult- a cultural artifact which I can point to to say like, see, like, look at how, yeah. like, these like look at how society kind of worked and viewed things and talked about things back then like this is it's such like a it's such a effortless like distillation of like so much of both like 1970s hollywood and 1970s new york Mm -hmm. yeah no and and especially i i see that a lot there was a lot of the um i mean because there's so much abject racism and sexism in this movie and and, but and it's entirely possible that it is like me with modern eyes looking back on it. I see that and I go, okay, well that's satirical. But I I would argue I think at least most of the time, anytime the characters do or say something that is racist or sexist, the movie does not really approve of that necessarily. Like it's a lot of um, you know, like all the stuff about oh my god, we're letting broads work in the which is a weird fucking, a weird complaint for even a sexist to have, that, like, they're letting women work on trains, you <laughs> yeah. know? But, like, but like all that, and then, like, she is a good character and comes in handy, and, like, I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously you got the the bit at the beginning with Walter Matthau and the, like, the delegation of, I, what, why are they there? I forget the Japanese delegation. They are, um, they are the folks who run the, um, the Tokyo. Yes, the transit, Tokyo, the Tokyo Public and Transit. Co- yes, which, and I think is a perfect bit because it really <laughs> leads into the rest of it. It's like, it's like, we're coming to learn about New York's system because, you, you know, New York is the greatest city on the planet. Oh my God, you've got this brilliant, uh, miles long spanning subway. We, we could learn, learn a thing or two. And, uh, first off, the, the people are just like, annoyed and racist with the people and then all this shit breaks down and you just have the bit where walter matho starts like whispering something in english to the other guy about him and he's just like no i know english you know he reveals yeah, like, no, yeah. I, it's like he does I have he's... perfect english i'll show myself out and they just like they like oh they bow to everyone in like an overt way of like just kind of a fuck you you know because they're just like now nah, we should get out of here seems like you're having trouble with your whole subway thing like it's not going great for you right now so uh yeah fuck you you know and they no, kind of bounce a hundred percent and and that is exactly that is exactly my thought too is like mm-hmm. is like with with that specifically yeah with um it is it is this thing of like you know, like my thought watching it as somebody who enjoys this film and maybe is and maybe somebody who like maybe I'm trying to wash away a little bit of the ick on it yeah. a little bit. But also at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, oh, gee, you don't say like a fucking New York City, a, New, a fucking New York City cop is racist. Oh, like, color mm-hmm. me surprised. Like, yeah. you know, and it's and it is that thing where it's like it's like it kind of. It shows a little bit of this like kind of like 1970s especially like new hollywood um kind of philosophy of like america is supposed to be like quite literally this thing like this this shining example that the world is looking to mm-hmm. and uh 
it doesn't actually work if people like when like literally like foreign delegations come to understand what we're doing and come to like emulate us like as soon as you start inspecting it you realize that like the system is actually fucked up and broken and doesn't really work mm -hmm. and and it is that thing of like you know and then and 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 that whole bit at the end turns around to be at Nathau's expense mm -hmm. you know um it does end up being like you know i i watch I watched that whole scene and I don't think, haha, fuck those, like, fuck the, the, the Japanese guys who are coming mm -hmm. in. I'm not like, ha ha ha, like what fucking idiots. I'm like, I'm like, it, it's almost like that Michael Scott, like I'm mortified thing. Mm -hmm. As soon as, as soon as the guy is just like, no, that's okay. I'm sure we can find it from here. And yeah, like, I, I, it's, it is that like, it is that like, oh my God, you dumb fucking idiot. Like, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I don't know how much of that is my modern sensibility and how much of that is actually intentional. But I think that like things like that and same thing too, like the, the guy who's like, oh my gosh, like all of this shit is happening because some woman yeah, had some woman in here and she dropped a wedding ring down a toilet. Mm -hmm. Now look, now the whole subway shut down. It's like, no, you motherfucker. Like this whole thing is happening because there are fucking like organized criminals who are or like, heavily armed men. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh -huh. like, you know, it's like it's like this fucking this asshole is like, ah, you know, all these problems that are that are happening. It's all because of these women. It's like, no, actually, it is caused by the checks notes rotner society. <laughs> you know yeah, I yeah, mean? yeah. It's the, it's the, yeah. I mean, it, it's, and, and then that also feeds into the the other thing I called out about this movie, which is that like nearly every character has this. They are essentially doing the "I'm walking here" meme at all times. Like every other person <laughs> besides Mathau that works at the railway. Like the fucking the one guy keeps walking over, he's being like. When do I get my trains back? And it's just want to be like, dude, there's a situation. Like, stuff's happening right now. Like, cool your jets, bud. Like, you don't need to do this right now. I, I, I will say, I think the two things I will say in terms of the satire being purposeful, I do think of and like I clocked it in my mind because I'm like, oh no, that's that's written, that's in the script. Cause as we're kind of talking, all the cops are are pretty like uh, the cops are all just pretty buffoonish in this movie and all the politicians are buffoonish and also disgusting like you know again it's like two degrees off mel brooks but except for like the only cop who you really have any kind of in, other than mathow i guess technically but you do have the the one black police officer that gets caught in the subway which first off that is such a like oh shit like i i feel so bad for that guy. i'm like that is fucking the worst wrong place wrong time just yeah you know, horrible. And then you're just stuck there. But when they're going to do the money transfer and the two other cops are walking down and he's on the on the on the rain and he makes the here he's on the on the walkie talkie and he makes the comment about, well, you know, make sure they know I'm here. You know, I'm pretty hard to see in this light or what, however he phrases it, which is both just like a joke about like a a, a joke about how you can't see black people in the dark, which is oftentimes a pretty racist fucking joke to make. But it, it's one of those things that he makes that joke and, and it is a bit of a double entendre for like, if the cops just see a black guy sitting in here and they're on their, they're, they might just start shooting them. Might just happen. Yeah. You know, even if he's wearing a uniform, who knows, you know, it might just, um, and that's that I'm like, okay, well, no, that is specific. That is written in the script of the, you know, that is not my modern sensibility whitewashing that, I think. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would have to agree. And I mean, it's going, going off this 
kind of train of thought, a uh, train of thought, but I'm, mm. um, I, I do kind of have to agree that like, I do feel like this film is being a little more observant and being a little more satirical slash critical than like mm-hmm. maybe some people give it credit for because I do think that like like you said the politicians are fucking terrible the cops fucking suck and it is mm-hmm. everybody is just like talking about like how inconvenient it is and like there's two kind of parallel tracks like you're talking about like haha p- tracks um, <laughs> that god there are so many metaphors metaphors yeah in speech uh, uh in our culture um, but there's kind of, there's that parallel thing you're talking about the, Hey, I'm walking here where it's like, this mm-hmm. is all like super inconvenient. This is all just like, like everybody's motivation is like, well, it's just like, we just got to do this to get on with the day. And the other kind of, the other thing that like kind of runs through this film that I fixate on a lot is how everybody is kind of reduced almost entirely to like their jobs mm-hmm. or their archetype. Yeah. And I don't think that's the film. I mean, I think that's the film dealing broadly, like dealing in broad strokes on purpose, because I do think it is kind of hitting at the thing of like the only parts of this film that seem real and seem intense is the parts on the train. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. But even then, like, yes, it is it is scary when it, it is it is very scary. But even then, like the hostages aren't like fleshed out people. They're like collateral. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they really yep. are like like screaming bodies who you do feel for and you do sympathize with and you do to some degree empathize I uh, with, though I hesitate to say empathize because they're, you know, caricatures. Yeah. Yeah. But but it is that thing of like. Everything else is so functionary and everybody is boiled down to their jobs and it's so much more about the machinery of how the city works mm-hmm. and the machinery of like like the railway cops the street cops the mayor's office the um you know the um the the, the functioning of the train too just like yeah. how the subway itself functions yeah yeah and and it, and it is all about how like you know I think it is both a statement on um it is it is very much a statement on like how these things we we in, in our society the only like to in order to function in order to survive and in order to get through without going absolutely mad we we kind of force ourselves to view these things in this way and yeah. it's like there is yeah. this rot and there is this crime and there is this like capitalist like like compulsion to destroy everything just for money and fuck yeah. everybody over just for money and nobody matters because I'm Robert Shaw and I need my money. And like you become, you both understand the film both deals in that in a way that makes you understand it as a narrative, but also mm-hmm. kind of like almost like if you think about it, like almost implicates you a little mm-hmm. bit in, in, in that you like, you know, you, you, you get it. Yeah, yeah. It's two things. One, I think also one of the things you're kind of getting at is that there are all these points of failure, right? Like, especially when you're getting to kind of the end of act two when they're trying to get them the money and the difficulty with getting them the money and and the communication back and forth. Like there are just, you know, you have have Mathau and you have 
the street cops, you have the lieutenants, you have the mayor's office, you have, again, just the train and how the train works and getting from place A to place B. And there are all these little things that the criminals have control over or they don't, and the cops have control over or they don't. And you just end up seeing how, you know, you get the feeling of like, uh, isn't a modern American city just kind of a cough gas nightmare? Like, isn't city politics just, you just cannot wrap your head around it. There's just too many moving parts. And like, this is this is my whole thing with this. Uh, me thinking Mel Brooks with this is like that first scene. I mean, really all the scenes with the mayor, just how disgusting and snotty and sick he is. Like that's such an old school satire trick of like show the powerful person to be, you know, more human than than he'd be. But like the way he plays that shit, it is like it reminds me of Mel Brooks playing the mayor in Blazing Saddles. Like I, I just want him to ask somebody for a harumph, you know, like he's just got all these little toadies that are around him kind of trying to keep him afloat and trying to explain to him why, why this is a serious situation. And he just does not give a shit at all. There's not one ounce of human empathy in the guy. He's just like, ah, fuck. And everybody hates him. Like, I love the bit where he talks about how he's going to go downtown and everybody boos him or like he's going <laughs> to get booed again. And then you're downtown and they kind of talk about he's like ah you gotta go talk to the people you gotta go talk to people you gotta get your voters back he's like okay and then two scenes later you're downtown you start hearing booing in the distance and your brain just goes oh shit the mayor's here (laughs) and like you realize that before you know any character on the screen says it um yeah it's it's it is it's just like you know machine politics that was a big bigger thing you know certainly waning in the 70s with political reforms but just the, the idea of like oh it's all just everything's controlled by this group of dudes and they all kind of backwards deal with each other and the voters kind of matter but like not really uh and also here's the other thing i was thinking about watching this movie and it's like I, i'm not this is not me trying to be like oh fucking cinema sins here it's it's just me i think this is maybe one of the statements the movie is trying to make to you, I think, is that if you think about it, this is a smart crime. Like Robert Shaw, that's one of the consistent themes of this thing is like, no, he has a plan for this. He thought this thing through. Like this is actually a pretty tight ass, you know, uh, crime. He doesn't ask for so much money that it's unobtainable. He doesn't, uh, he's not being cruel wantonly. He sets up the rules very specifically and follows them himself. Uh, and it's one of those things where you think about this situation and you're like, okay, well, really the way out of this for Mathau, and it is the way he kind of ends up taking is like, you can't beat these guys. Just give them what they want. Like you, you just do exactly what, if everybody around in the city, if all the cops and the mayor, if the mayor just complied, sent them the money immediately, Mathau complied with everything that Robert Shaw said, there would have been no death. There would have, you know, no civilians would have died. It would have been up, like over and done with way quicker. And they probably would have caught the guys later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, and it would, you know, it's, you can kind of argue that at the end, Mr. Green sort of gets away with it, though the very end of the movie is obviously calling that into question. But even that. Oh, I don't think like, it's calling it into question. I think it's, I think it's pretty clear that he oh, doesn't. I- I mean, I think it's kind of just a cute, I don't know. It's, I think it's just like a cute little thing. No, 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 I, no. I think you're supposed to just be like, that's cute. You know, like. No, no, no. That is, that is, that, head that, back is in there. that is, that look is, I got you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, also, you got the, uh, you assume based upon what happened, he's probably about to accidentally burn his money up in his fucking oven, you know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's like, essentially, you can imagine the alternate version of this where they just comply, everyone very calmly goes about their business, and really, I think you end at the same end point. I think you probably, you eventually find these guys, or, or they infight with each other, and Mr. Blue ends up getting shot, same way he does. But no civilian deaths, no police deaths. You probably catch the guys later anyway. And yeah, and it's like, uh, yeah, but cities don't work like that. And people don't work like that. Politics certainly doesn't work like that. So it's like, now there had to be all this extra bullshit happening, you know? No, absolutely. And I mean, I think you touch on a lot of on a lot of really good stuff in there. Yeah. Because like, I mean, you correct me if I if you think I'm wrong. Or if you, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, when you are watching this movie, like you want them to get the money, yeah. like, like you very much, like you, you. As it, I am watching yeah. this movie, I do not, and like, and like, as soon as like they do kill the first civilian, you yeah. know, you're like, okay, it's the point of no return. Mm -hmm. Like these guys, like just knowing what I know about movies and knowing what I know about like myself, just like like these guys have to go down. Yeah. Like they've they've done the thing that sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you are watching this movie, both because you don't want anyone to die. Yeah. And, like, when you see the reasons why they're talking about maybe not giving them the money, mm -hmm. like, you you realize, like, somebody dying versus, like, these, like, dumb little political talking points. You're just like, just give them yeah. the fucking money. And yeah. also, like... You know, New York I, City doesn't have a million dollars. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Exactly. Like, and I mean, it, and but there is also there is almost this like, you know, this like John Dillinger kind of like of thing in there of just like, you know, uh, like it's kind of cool that they're fucking bank robbers. And I know they're not bank yeah. robbers, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool that they come in and they steal a fucking train. And it's like these other guys that they're like dealing with, like they suck and like they're yeah. boring yeah. and they're oh. lame and they're mean. And like, who cares? Like these guys are cool. And like, you don't want mm -hmm. anybody to die. No. You don't want anybody to die. But like, you don't care about the cost. And like, you want these guys to get the money. Yeah. Like it is that thing of like, you want to see them get away. And it's yeah. like almost played as a tragedy that they don't like you are not you are rooting for no one to die. Yeah. And the quickest way to that end is to give them the money. You are not rooting for Matthew to take these guys down. You are not mm -hmm. rooting for the cops to like figure out a way to sneak some snipers in and get some good shots off and like take these guys mm -hmm. out to save the hostages. You are just like it, the 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 solution is so clear to anyone with sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is, like you said, like satirical in a way that like is pretty elegant. Yeah, oh yeah. It's it's just the execution of a plan is always, it's the thing about, we talked a little bit about Pete, you know, just bank robbing, just having a plan, executing it is a very attractive trait in someone in terms of you watching them in a movie because- some seeing somebody get the thing they want is just a good thing. You know, it makes your brain light up when you're watching is. art. The yeah, exactly. Of ultimately, every film is, is, is the character. Real person. Get yeah, like. exactly. So it's like, yeah. And like, and Robert Shaw, 
is, you know, he's got a cool vibe. He's British, I, which I will say, I was like, is he supposed to be British or is he just doing kind of a mid-Atlantic accent? But then they call out, well, he calls him out. He's like, he's got a British accent. He's, I think he calls him a poof. He's like, he's probably, and I was like, why do you think that, man? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, that's a weird, obviously don't be homophobic at all, but also that's a weird bit of homophobia. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, but you want him to win. It's a classic criminal thing. It's it's very similar to Heat. It's like, yeah, these guys are gentlemen criminals. They do not intend to hurt anybody. They will if they have to, but that's kind of against their general code. They just want the money, except for this one guy who's, you know, in Heat, in Heat he's a literal serial killer, but you got this one guy who's a little bit too far off his rocker that they're going to have to deal with. But like, unlike Heat, the thing with Mathau is like that he's just kind of blisteringly normal. Like he's not a particular, like he's not handling this situation fantastically. He's not like failing either, but he's just kind of keeping the course. And it's the kind of thing that you're like, yeah, if if you had like a crazy mother, if you had fucking um Pacino in heat, if you had a crazy motherfucker after these guys things probably be a little bit different you know it might be a little bit more two-sided but you know robert shaw's running the running the book on him for most of the movie yeah and well and you said too one of the things you said in there that i think is important is you're like these guys aren't like needlessly cruel like they don't yeah. and there's even the moment where robert shaw takes uh martin balsam's character mr green inside and it's like mm-hmm. it's like like dude keep an eye keep an eye on mr yeah. Ray. Like that guy is actually a nut and like that guy is going to hurt somebody. That guy is going to enjoy hurting somebody and we got to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in, in that's, and that's the thing is when they, when he eventually does kill somebody, it is that thing of like, you are like, yes, you are upset that somebody died. Like you are upset that somebody died, but like, in addition to that, you like your heart sinks a little bit because you're like, fuck, now I know that like, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, like that's the point in order. Like it's over. Like it's over. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't get out of this now. And it's just yeah. like, and it is that thing of like, I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on with that in those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that one of them is just that like at the end of the day, like we as people. And I think this is very like 70s, like New Hollywood uh, philosophy and very like 1970s New York, like Mm -hmm. uh, like just like the reality of it is just like at the end of the day, like we understand and care more about violence and money and like like people's safety and money Mm -hmm. and then we do like having faith in the government or having faith in Mm -hmm. police or having like faith in these institutions or caring if whether or not they work. Yeah. It's that thing of like, we understand like, and you know, it's like, I mean, Robert Shaw, it says he was a mercenary and it's just like, you know, uh, like it does kind of like I mentioned earlier, it does boil a lot of people down to their jobs in a way that I find to be very interesting. Um, and very important to the movie working is kind of how broad everyone is. But it's like, we understand, we more closely associate with a guy who is willing to like hurt somebody and potentially even die themselves to Mm -hmm. survive. than we do a guy who's like waking up in the morning and just doing his job. 
Yeah. And I think, I, yeah. I really do think that's like the film being a little more elegant yeah. than careless. And I could no, be wrong. I, yeah. That might be me I agree. Well, yeah, but, and it also, I mean, it is, and in the, it's the other way too. It's the dumb thing where it's, it is, there is just kind of a Bonnie and Clyde thing where you just like, there's something very attractive about just kind of like watching a, just a criminal get away with it until they don't. Yeah. Until finally Johnny Law catches up. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. it is, it's, it's, I think the ending, Robert Shaw's ending is so fantastic. It's a perfect, neat little bow around him because the entire movie, you are kind of, you do, I think, sometimes have the question, especially after that first death, the question in the back of your head is like, well, okay, is this guy legit? Is this guy legit? Is this guy legit? Is he actually setting up and following these rules as closely as he seems to be saying he is? And right up until the end, yeah, because, you know, him him killing himself is proving that he's like, no, nah, man, I stick to my guns. Like, yeah. I will do this. If you do this, I will do this. If you do this, I will do this. And that final end is, uh, yeah. So the, what is it? It's like the, essentially saying like, he's going to get life in prison, right? Like you're going to send me to life mm -hmm. in prison. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm not doing that. So, you know, yeah, this is better. I'm going to take the choice that makes more sense in this situation. And it's that cold calculating edge that just it really demonstrates that the entire movie and it does give it a weird sense of tragedy where it's like yeah this guy was you know he he was a bad person i would say that you should not uh hijack a subway car and try and hold people hostage and extort the government for money i would say don't do that um but when you compare him to you know, Mr. Gray being completely nutso when you compare him to the cops and the politicians being utter buffoons, he comes away with the guy who's at least the most honorable of all of them, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. And I mean, I think it. He actually believes what he says. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where I feel like in a film where everybody is boiled down to their job to their function mm -hmm. it is just that thing of like <clears throat> how does this city work well you know these you know these civilians who you've seen every day you know like the mm -hmm. you know like all of these very stereotypical um like just kind of you know faces you would see in new yeah. york like an old drunk homeless lady and like you know Mom, like, like a hispanic mother and like, yeah, yeah yeah and just like just like all of these like just like very stereotypical, very archetypical people you just see walking around your day, like they are at the mercy of mm -hmm. all of these people who it's like, you know, it's like the, the train conductor stops the train. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like the train conductor stops the train and calls the dispatcher, who then calls the train police, who then calls the city police, who then calls the mayor. And it's like, it's all of these forces pushing and pulling that are boiled down to just sort of their function as a title and as like a little like and as a job mm -hmm. and when you put robert shaw's character in that who never gives any kind of backstory he no. in terms of like mercenary oh, no, in africa british yeah british exactly Army, that's, it. that's yeah. what i'm saying is like is like when you put that character in with all of these people you just understand well this is a guy who kills for money yeah 
And that is a thing that, like, in the same way I understand that a cop exists, which, yes. <laughs> guess what? A cop is a guy who builds for money. Builds for Ayo, money. Yeah. Uh, that's some, uh, there's some uh, hard-hitting political truth right there. Some radicalism coming out. Yes, but, like, that's the thing. It's like when, you know, when when you put them in the same thing as, like, there's a conductor, there's a mother, there's a lady mm-hmm. who runs the dispatch, there's a guy who looks at the who looks at the blinking lights and says, "Okay, here's where the trains are." Mm-hmm. There's a guy who, uh, you know, there's a Walter Matthau whose job is to figure out people's plans. You know, there's there's these beat cops who their job is to drive around the city and in uh, their they fucking cars. suck at it. They're yeah, so bad at <laughs> and, driving around the city. Yeah, and then when and then when you just get like the and there's also a man who kills for money. You're like, mm-hmm. you're like, yep, uh huh. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course there is. Yeah, of course there would be. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's a job. It's, that is a function. job. That is the thing that people you, do. You, you know what this kind of elucidates for me? And it's maybe also because I was thinking about Michael Mann. So I'm I'm making the 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 jump in evolution. Oh, yeah. Is, is Shaw 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 is kind of a joker. He is kind of the joker. Oh, interesting. He's kind of the Joker, isn't he? Because he's one of those guys. Like the ledger, you know, like the ledger version of just kind of like the, the ledger elemental. version. Not yeah, yeah. not <laughs> not like not like the character. Not you know, if you go to Wikipedia and you search Joker, it's not Joker disambiguation. It's Joker Dark Knight two thousand. You know. Yes. Um, but it's uh, yeah, because it's a really it's, specific way to describe something. I, but I understood it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yep, that's it. That's why we're <laughs> friends. Uh, but the Joker. Because the whole thing with the Joker and the Dark Knight is it's it's kind of a very similar thing where, you know, Nolan's kind of setting up, well, you have this city, you have these systems, the systems can be, you know, the systems can be made with noble intent, they can be uh, acted upon by noble people, but, you know, the, the systems themselves can be also corrupted and, and, and disfigured like Two-Face. Uh, and like, so you have these other people that are outside of the system and being outside of it, they kind of can act upon it, you know, just with greater ease. And that's the Joker and that's Batman, you know, that's the, um, there's no Batman in this movie though, but, but that's Robert Shock. He's, it's, he's the only other than the Japanese folks at the beginning of the movie who are basically say, oh, the other foreigner is here, so we're going to bounce off. He's the only non-American character, mostly. Um, He's very specifically non-American. They call that out. He says he spent a lot of time in Africa, so it's not even... He he's bucked the system of the British Army and just gone off and been his own man, a mercenary out in the woods, you know? Uh, And yeah, so not being a part of this system, he can see it and see its weaknesses and see its points of failure and exploit those. And it's like, yeah, if you if you take your brain out of that and you think of it from the outside, of course, you could pretty easily get a million dollars out of New York City. Yeah, no, 100 yeah. percent. I mean, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I think that there is kind of this there is this vibe of like kind of like what you're saying and kind of like what I was saying a moment ago, too, of just like if you have all of these systems and you have all of these like people are if human beings and human lives are boiled down to, you know, well, what's your job? Okay, well, this person is collateral damage in a crime. You know what I mean? Like these people, yeah. these are not people. These are hostages, and like the, and you know, and 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 hostages are bad for, for are bad for re- uh, reelection campaigns. You know yeah. what I mean? And like hostages are something that stand between the 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 transit authority cop and like 
and and a nice making the trains run yeah you know like like when 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 people both like the people on the train and the people who are acting within these systems are just kind of boiled down to their functions like of course like a of course a crazy well my role is to fuck everything up like my role is Mm -hmm. to my role is to walk in here and exploit everything and like of course that is just naturally going to happen like it's not even it's not even a question of like oh did robert shaw's character like sit down one day and be like ah well as i am a mercenary i know that there are ways that i can be violent and get money and let me think hmm, new york city how do it's almost just like it's almost like he's a force of nature yeah. You know, like in it this like, like really corrupt capitalist system, like he's not a it's not a glitch, it's a feature. You know, yeah. it's not a bug, it's a feature. Like De Niro and Heat, like the Joker in the Dark Knight, you know, <laughs> the, these these two guys that, you know, are arguably the they arguably that's the same character, you know, yeah. really. Um, yeah, these two guys, they these guys that are just like, I'm just doing the thing I do. Like there's no like the thing the thing that everybody around is is being weirded out by is is that there's no there's nothing behind this you know there's yeah, no 100%. yeah there's there's actually no like sub plan i did run the inflation calculator it is it's like 6 million dollars in today's dollars yeah i i did that as which well when seems i was watching it wildly low to me and i i think that's purposeful well i mean okay it is wildly low but also there's four of them splitting four six them. mil so that's that's 1.5 mil a, p- a pop that's I could, yeah. I, I'd take, I'd take $1.5 million. Right well, now. yeah. You're not set I, for I, life, but it's a pretty big score. It's a pretty yeah. big score. Yeah. But that is also a, why well, it, it also, given the, the kinds of people that Robert Shaw has hired to do this job, it's, you know, I mean, it's like, well, he needed, he needed green because he needed a guy that no longer worked on the railroad that had an ax to grind there mm-hmm. and he needed just like a dang ass freak to hold a gun and beat people up so we got mr gray like that you know uh blue i'm not really sure why but i'm sure he had a good you know it was a pretty good reason um yeah these dudes that and i mean when he shoots gray you also clearly get the like okay well these three other guys are disposable like they are they they have their role to play in this plan they have their job to do as you would say but eh, you know really this is shaw's game but also i think it is it is part of the he knows how much money he can ask for and it's actually a reasonable request you know he's right on the middle of that line of like this is a big enough score to justify the risk and also this is small enough that it is an amount of money that the new york city you know, that you can pull out of the New York City coffers in a couple of hours, mm-hmm. you know, and not really miss. And like, I don't know, it's it, it also does. It's you, you were kind of talking about before, but it does reflect America's really fucked up. I think also the populace's interactions with politicians, because in a world in which money just m- mattered a lot less to the collective American psyche, I don't think any politician would ever worry about taking money out of the that much money out of the coffers because there's plenty. But I do think that if you think about re-election, you are balancing the like, well, if a hostage dies, that's going to lose me a lot of votes. Yeah. But if I just give away taxpayer money for free, that's going to lose me a lot of votes because people are weird about fucking money, despite the fact that, you know, how much money does an individual citizen of New York lose if just a million dollars goes away? I would say probably, you know, less than a penny. But 
Yeah, he's weird. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like the sneezes. It's like, a good. It's a good so, bit. The it's a good, a good bit. bit. Mathau's face at that that last frame of his face face is some. <laughs> he's making a weird. He is mugging, mugging for the camera. It's weird. Um, have you seen the 2009 one? I have not. I have not. Should I? Weird. I don't. I have not seen. Well, weirdly, actually, I watched like little bits of it because I, I watched this one. And then the day after I was at work and we were, there was like no business and we were flipping through movies on TV and the 2009 taking a pillow one, two, three was on. So we had that on and I was, I wasn't really, I was working. I wasn't like paying attention to it, but yeah, the Tony Scott one, just kind of looking at, I get Denzel Washington. That makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. as your lead, just a strong leading man. It is weird to think that the Robert Shaw role is John Travolta uh yeah looking kind of insane like (laughs) i'm looking like steven seagal like yeah um not a particularly um not a like smooth talking uh confident british army vet i would say not that vibe would Um, have to agree though i think they kind of change it based upon just reading the wikipedia it's like the thing is that he's not he's not unknowable he doesn't have just kind of a weird vague backstory He's a different guy. He was a former Wall Street high roller who blames New York City and the mayor for causing him to stay in prison for 10 years. Huh. I don't know that I I, I don't like that. That's weird. I mean, I do. I, I This does seem like a movie that you could remake. Like, it. I don't think that there's anything so precious. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's great, but I don't think there's anything so precious about it that you could not do an update of it. Um I think if you're asking me in 2009, I think the thing you want to do with this movie is really interrogate the, you know, you want to interrogate Giuliani's New York. You want to do stuff about kind of the fear of crime, about the fear of terrorism, about, I don't know if that's what Tony Scott is interested in doing. My guess is that it's probably a lot of just like cool action, but. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, I mean, if you do, I mean, and maybe, 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 maybe this is, maybe this is, uh, because you said it was a he was a former Wall Street guy, yeah. So maybe this is that way. Though I would I wouldn't make it a former Wall Street guy. But like, if you make this movie in two thousand nine, you make it about the two thousand eight housing mm-hmm. crisis, like like stock, yeah. like yeah. the crash. Yeah. The, because I mean, I mean that's the fucking thing that you like mm-hmm. you is so clear cut to me anyway. Is like, yeah, in nineteen seventies New York, it's not shocking to me at all. Mm-hmm. that a guy would take a bunch of people hostage for money. Yeah. And you know, and you you do that you can have that same exact thing in 2009 of like of like these systems, like these government backed and funded and allegedly insured systems that were there to make a bunch of fucking people money just fucked over every single American and ruined every single American's financial like well-being. So mm-hmm. like yeah, no shit, you no shit. Uh, uh, somebody else, you know, no no shit that somebody pops up and is like, oh, yeah. okay, this is how we're gonna play. Okay, then I'm gonna play that game too. Yeah, and like and, super casually, Robert Shawley about it, and, and interrogate just the New York, you know, the post nine eleven terrorism aspect. I mean, that happening would mean something to New York, and and the fact that it's not, you know, again, don't make it a British guy. Don't make it a foreigner. It's a home baked terrorist. It's it's a yeah, guy exactly. who is mad. He is only doing the terrorism. I mean, both because he's 
you got to be a little crazy to do something like that. But also just because he's he's been put upon and is angry about something that the government did, that the American government and the American people did and had done to them. Yeah. You know, that's something I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I got to watch it. Maybe it's like secretly great and awesome. But maybe it is. John Turturro, John Turturro as Lieutenant Vincent Carminetti and James Gandolfini as the mayor of New York. That's pretty good. I, I feel that is good, but I feel like I kind of want those two guys swapped. I want them because I want John Turturro being a weird, like sick, fucked up politician. And I want James Gandolfini just being like, hey, I'm a cop. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. We got to sure. Yeah. Well, the Tony Scott remake slash readaptation is um is a uh, 51% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 52% audience Ooh. score. So very, Ooh, very, boy. you know, I mean, that's not horrible. I mean, that's not good, but like, uh, you know, very, very middle of the road. Um, yeah. And then let's see. Let me see. What is it on Letterboxd? I wonder. That is a good question. Um. How many people are doing taking a pill of one, two, three? I'm apparently spelling Pelham wrong. Oh, there Let's we go. See. Yeah. Um, it is a 2.9 average. It's also mm, dead ass in the center. Yeah, it is a the the mo the highest rating. Okay, the highest rating is three stars. So it is, it is, it is, it peaks at three by like a country, like a country mile. Um, but cool, yeah. Interesting. I'll have to check that one out one of these days. Because I do like Tony Scott. Yeah, Tony Scott's good. Um, uh, but yeah, well, anything else, Carson? Anything I, I else you have to say about this one? I think so. Yeah, this movie's, I mean, it's just a banger. It's one of those where, you know, you flip on TBS and I think you're at any point in this movie, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, let's watch the rest of Taking a Pill of 123. I Hell like yeah. that it's, I like that 123 is spelled out. I like that it's 1, 2, 3. Rather yes. than just the the numbers, that's and cool. It's not one hundred and twenty three. It's one yeah. two three. Yeah. Yeah. No. Awesome. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie, Carson. I'm glad you mm. liked it as well. Me too. Me too. Um, Corey, would you like to tell all the nice people where they can find us on the internet? Absolutely. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Pod. Special thank you to our patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. Awesome. And I know Corey just plugged it, but I'm giving one more plug for our Patreon. Um, you can check us out over at, at patreon.com slash Pod. We are currently doing the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Um, and if you're listening to this now, we will be... Very soon, we'll be releasing Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Basically, when we in? can find a night to record it, that's when we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But highly recommend checking that out. It would mean a ton. It would mean a lot um, if you guys would support us on Patreon. And we've got yeah. so much shit over there. There's so much that we have recorded and posted Same. on Patreon. To, to also coming soon to kind of also date when we recorded this episode is the Oscars last night. Yeah, uh, word last congrats, night. Yes. everything everywhere, total sweep. Yeah, you know, I got to which cool, great. I got to say my personal win of the night, fucking not to not to. 
Do you see yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, how could they it came not? came out, they did it. How could it not? I mean, ah, so good. Yeah. Uh, that was the one I was happiest about. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing our uh, year end, which is really just a several months after the end of the year retrospective award show of 2022. The Howies uh, very soon. Also another one where it's like, well, when we can record that. We'll release it. You know, like, yeah. wait on that. Um, next week, Caroline, do you want to know what we're doing? I would love to know what we're doing. It's another, you know, it's, there's some cops in this one too. There's some okay. crime. There's some criminals. Does it taste place in New York? No. America even? No. What? We're going all the way to South Korea, baby. We're going to be talking about Bong Joon-ho's Memories of Murder. Oh, yeah. excellent. Fantastic film. Very exciting. All right. Well, uh, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> chugga, chugga, choo-choo. Trains pulling out of the station. Let's go. Let's go.